Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 24 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner, and I am a geeky mom. I am joined by uh, Regina McMenemy, who is also a geeky mom, who writes for the, or not writes for the Geek Embassy, runs the Geek Embassy, and also hosts of the Game on Girl podcast, and has a new dog. dog. All right. Also joined by um, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Hey, Stephen. Hey, what's up? Uh, Isaac's at GDC, so I am in crazy single parent mode, which I haven't had to do recently. So, I know. Um, he hasn't been crunching for a while. You've been He's been like home. Yeah. <laughs> Is he enjoying himself as GDC? I Is think he sending so. you lots of pictures of him like out drinking with his buddies and uh no he or is he really... smart enough to not do that um well he's smart enough not to like drink a ton um but um but he hasn't really met up with one of our big friends you know that you know we used to live in san francisco so yeah. a lot of our friends are still there um but he hasn't met up with any of them yet he's basically he went with a few other people from um 343 and so they've been hanging out cool but he said he went to a cool session on ai yesterday um which is pretty neat. Um, also important. Yeah. I want them to learn all about AI. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else is going on. I went to Emerald City Comic Con over the weekend. Yeah. I, oh, I have yeah. to say, I am honestly kind of getting over yeah. cons. It's just. Just in general. Yeah, just in general. You know, I mean, it's cool to go to Emerald City. You can find like cool things. Like, I found mm-hmm. some cool things to buy, but. You know, I don't have to deal with the crowds and the parking. If is that stuff really worth, you know, the whole thing? But well, you do the uh, two big ones. Like I've stopped doing packs because I felt like packs you should do every few years and not every year. Yeah, because things just don't change enough. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you on packs. I yeah. don't care about going this year. At yeah, all. yeah, and I felt so. kind of the same way about Emerald City. Emerald City also was bought out by Reed Pop. Oh, yeah. And so has um, Rose City now here in Portland, um, which is really sad because we could already see the changes in Rose City to that yeah. kind of corporate, like, let's monetize everything mm. thing instead of having, like, actual like, community centers. So we'll yeah. see how Rose City. Rose City just announced that Tim Curry is going to be there this year. So cool. I would really like to go see him speak because yeah. I love him. Yeah. I got a surprise. I got to meet the author of the Winter Night Trilogy, the books that I've been reading. I've talked about on here that are really cool. It's funny. I was walking through and it was like her publisher. I forget which publishing house it is. Um, but I saw the poster for her, the new book for the third in the trilogy, like up on the booth. And so I went up. I'm like, oh, you know, is she here? And they're like, well, yeah, she's, you know, upstairs. Like they have a, all their book stuff is on its own floor. Um, but yeah, there wasn't a line or anything like that. It was really awesome. 
Um, so that was a nice surprise. Uh, well, Anna got that's cons. Like I love yeah. when things like that happen at cons. That's what yes. To go. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got Anna a hilarious <laughs> goat simulator um, plushie that has a very long tongue that has Velcro on the end of it. So. Yeah, I cannot. I I am so <laughs> hoping that they because I, I hope that they're at PAX East. So I mean, it's it's funny that you guys are both like OMG down with conventions as I add more and more to my schedule. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's different because I'm speaking and you know I'm not as you know I'm not as experienced as uh, you guys are. In you know you've been going longer than me, yeah. so yeah, I kind of understand, but um. Yeah, I can't wait. I have to buy that freaking goat simulator plush. I have to do it. I need it in my life. Um, and Chance needs it too. smaller ones too. We had smaller <laughs> ones too that had um, magnets in the tongue instead of yeah. Velcro. No, so. Velcro is perfect. Definitely. Yeah. I'm hoping that they're there. I mean, if they're not, I mean, it's, I guess it's not the end of the world, but that's just yeah. so perfect. Um, forgive the background noise. Uh, the general just got home, so we're... And I have oh, a, I have my 13-year-old doing the orange justice behind me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so forgive that. Um, <laughs> thank goodness that this is not – the YouTube video is not put online. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I'm, man, I'm just I – just, I just wish everybody – I wish conventions – I guess it's, it, it is a, an issue, right? Like these conventions, like they start and then they eventually get too big and then they turn into commercial events – Mm -hmm. Um, and there is some way like along the way where it's possible for them to kind of lose what they were. Um, and you know, from listening to, you know, being in the geek embassy slack and, you know, hear some of the, you know, people talk about some of the changes to mm -hmm. Emerald city and Rose city. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would feel the same way as if like the Boston festival of independent games, like turned into like a five day event and, you know, like I, I, that's kind of, I guess what it would feel like. Um, mm -hmm. so I'll yeah. get there eventually, I'm sure. Cause it does keep growing, but yeah, it depends. Um, it depends partly on how they handle it. Like, um, one of the big critiques of Rose city last year was Rose city has always had a big kids area, which mm -hmm. was literally just filled with like things for the kids to play in and like, you know, yeah. Um, you know, more, more casual, a little bit more like geek girl con does it, you know, where there's yeah. like a place for the kids to go and do things. And what they did last year, once it was taken over by Reed Pop, is instead of having a space where the kids could just kind of play and hang out, they had booths and, all, you know, they had free things you could play with, but it was still clearly with the intention of selling the things mm -hmm. in the booth. So, like, yeah. we spent a good portion of time at the knockoff Lego booth. I can't remember. Playmobil, I think it's called. Mm, yeah. um, and, you know, my daughter loved it. And, you know, they had Wonder Woman. We had our picture taken with Wonder Woman and, you know, all these things. So it was still cool, but it just very much had a direction toward commerce more mm. than, like I said, community, where it's more like just giving kids a space in <clears throat> this larger environment to play. Yeah. So, if they keep more of the community thing, it would be fine, but it just becomes like, oh, well, we can make more money with this space if we put in booths that are selling things yep. instead of having, you know, just a place to, for people to, you know, kind of come together. So, yeah. Games. So the big news is that uh, today we are recording on Tuesday earlier today at the game developers conference, Google announced their new gaming platform called Stadia. Uh, which is a streaming platform that's going to let you play games 
anywhere um, with no loss in quality, at least according to them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, and then some other tools that they're letting developers use um, to make games um, for the platform, which mm -hmm. um, it all looks cool. Um you know, I'm a skeptic. Their whole promise of being able to do 4K at 60 frames per second. Uh, I am not <laughs> sold on that promise. Um, but anyhow, you know, the interesting thing is, is like Google comes out and they're they're like touting like they're the first to ever do anything in this type of space. But, um, you know, Microsoft's Project X Cloud is basically making all the same promises except it's specific to mm -hmm. xbox games so um but honestly if you're talking about third party stuff i mean unless you're talking about indies like the big third parties they're gonna make xbox versions of the games anyhow right. so it would be on both yeah um but um but yeah, internet's blowing up about this thing. I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm skeptical. All right, so uh, let me. Can I hype out about this a little bit? Yes. Because you're super. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So, first off, I want to address the X Cloud shaped elephant in the room. Um. Okay. This is. I mean, we knew both of those companies were going to do this anyway because Microsoft and Google are not game companies first. Right. Like yeah. they've been using the cloud to stream software forever. I mean, yeah. Office 365 and Google Docs and YouTube and Gmail, like these are like they've been doing this for years. So yeah. the fact that eventually these two companies would use their massive server infrastructure, which like dwarfs some countries to do gaming stuff on it. It, it, it only makes sense. Um, mm. I mean, why wouldn't they do this? So, um, I mean, the, the first to market thing, I, I think they're the first company to build it. I, I think the thing for Google is that they're the first gaming first party to build their entire business around it. Like there is no console. There is no hardware. This is all, well, I mean, there's hardware. It's just, it's theirs. Um, and I think that's really where it's the first. You're right. Microsoft mm -hmm. was the first person to announce xCloud. And, you know, I mean, there was OnLive and there was, right. yeah, right? Like, like there were other services that were like this before. Yeah. Um, I think it's just realistically in the history of companies, I mean, Microsoft and Google are the only two companies who could possibly do it. The yeah. difference is Microsoft is going to, is going to do their thing with, xbox games which realistically until this past year was basically like halo and some stuff right. um now they have now they actually have companies to like make games for this thing um and now google has whatever jade raymond's company is going to do right. and some stuff so but i mean it'll be interesting to see but the, yeah. the it's so that's the answer for me to that x cloud size room I mean, people will, you know, they're going to say what they want to say on their presentation. Um, I don't yeah. view them as like this big forerunner in this, you know, into this streaming future just because Microsoft has been talking about it. We know that that's, we quote unquote know that that's going to be baked into the next Xbox. Yeah. I didn't see this as like, um, like revealing the technology first. For me, it feels like it is, um, uh, what's the way I want to phrase it? Like, this is the first, like, this is the first time a, a company has come out and made a real hour long press conference 
all about streaming and all about that. I mean, it's coming soon, I'm sure, but yeah. th- that's where it was different. Um, it was odd that they started with their CEO saying he wasn't a gamer. I thought that was a little weird. <laughs> I know. Um, I was like, also, if you play FIFA, that makes you a gamer, dude. Like the right. ESA <laughs> classifies you as a gamer if you say you play a game. But I wasn't going to get into that. Um, so yeah, that was really I, odd. I'm like, that's what you're starting with? Like, yeah. seriously? Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a gamer. Um, also, I didn't know I was a Googler. Googler, like, they, he referred to, like, now, Googlers, I used to think were employees who worked at Google. Like, they were Googlers. But it turns out that's not the case. We are all Googlers. It's like, yeah. group. It's like I am Googler. Like, we can just go with that. I want that meme to happen. I should probably make it. But... <laughs> So, um, so I mean, all competition piece aside, Google certainly has the infrastructure to back this up. And yes. since one of the backbones of some of the functionality is YouTube, um, mm. I, I mean, it certainly looks cool. Microsoft yeah. doesn't have anything like that. If, yes. if, if Google says, listen, only Stadia, which by the way, Stadia is the plural of stadium. If anyone was curious, um, I didn't know that until I looked it up. Um, <laughs> So the, um, you know, if they're, if they just say you X cloud, you can stream all you want, you know, whatever you guys can do all the streaming that you want, but you can't do the YouTube integration. I mean, that yeah. considering how many, I mean, my kids every week, I find out that they're playing a new game somewhere because mm-hmm. they watched a YouTuber play it and then they yep. Googled the game and then they yeah. played it. And yeah. especially if it's free and they, with my kids, it's the added level of, they know that it's family friendly, right? Like they see a yeah. guy playing it, they go to wherever it is, they download it or they play it in a browser. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, so if they, if, if Google adds a thing where all they have to do is watch a video and at the end of the video or during the video probably it just says play this game and then it starts Mm. playing in the browser and all i need is for them to have a google controller yeah that's ridiculous because that's how kids discover games right now and right now it's like oh i want to play this game what's it on oh it's on the switch let me go find it oh it you know i gotta do like every extra step like they watch somebody playing an xbox game it's like okay we have an xbox we're gonna have the next xbox right? Like we're going to have the next PS4, you know, the PS5, whatever. We're going to have all those. So it's like, okay, it's an Xbox game. I'm watching a dude stream it on YouTube. I, uh, it looks awesome. So now like, let alone cost, it's like, okay, now I got to go to the Xbox and any number of distractions, like every hurdle and kids drop off. Right. But now, so I mean, it's not just kids though. I mean, uh, adults are like that too. Where, yeah. you know, the harder it is to get to something, the mm-hmm. harder you make somebody work to buy your product, yeah. the less likely they're going to be to get it. That's why, you know, convenience buying yeah. is what it is. So it adds a level of convenience that we've never really seen before. So, yeah, I mean, these, yeah. the ability, I mean, if these are free to play games, which we know free to play games are getting more and more popular, yeah. they're figuring out how to monetize them. Yep. It would not strike me if, you know, as a result of this, you know, people are talking about cost, like how much are you going to have to pay to use Stadia? Right. The reality is some of these games are going to be free. Yeah. And imagine how fast Fortnite would have grown if all you had to do was watch Ninja play it. And then at the end of his stream, you hit play now and you were playing. Mm-hmm. And you can pick up where game. they were like, that's mm-hmm. yeah. you know part of what it's saying, right? Is you can pick yeah. up where the streaming is happening. So like if they're in a certain part of the game, you can pick up there, you can play yeah. in that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's super, you can talk about like, 
yeah. <laughs> our generation is being raised with, you know, um, so much, uh, they, they don't have to delay their satisfaction, right? Instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hashtag dopamine. Yes. I yeah, mean. <laughs> exactly. This, this puts this on like, you know, hyper, you know, instant yeah. gratification. I can yeah. be watching a video and jump in the game at that place. Yeah. With it. And that's going to be super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So the technical piece, I'm 100% with you. Are you kidding me? There is no way in Terryville, <laughs> Connecticut, <laughs> that I'm going to be watching a video game and I'm going to cl- I'm going to watch Nicole Tanner playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey <laughs> and go, OMG, I'm all in and hit the play button and just 4K. 60 frames like that's not going to happen but but i don't think that i care like Mm -hmm. i think there are the people who really care aren't really going to use that service because the people who really 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 care about technology like that want 4k that want 8k when that happens they really don't care about convenience right like they they don't like they they play access they don't We're care. Talking, They're going exactly. to run it down no matter what. We're talking high-end PC yeah. gamers who are mm-hmm. the one, the ones who are going to break into this 8K before it's main 8K before it's mainstream and who are getting 4K regularly now. Mm-hmm. We're talking about high-end PC gamers who have to build their console, who have to regularly deal with like drivers breaking and all sorts of other yeah. stuff. Like the complaints that like Greg Miller and all them like put out on podcasts about how PC gaming is hard. Like yeah. that's a yeah. thing. So the yeah. people who really care aren't going to use this. Like mm-hmm. they're like, they, they might use it in a pinch cause it's neat. Right. And maybe yeah. they'll use it for freaking FTL or into or the breach. Check out a game that way. And then yes. go get it on their it's Xbox because they're like, okay, I did like this. Percent, yeah. A million percent. Right. Like this might be yeah. an awesome demo for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it might be how they play some of their indie games. Cause mm-hmm. I would, I'm certain that there will be a whole breach. Pardon my daughter who decided that now is the time for roller skates, I guess. Um, <laughs> So get her into junior derby. (laughs) Um, thanks Jake. Um, so, um, the, like, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who are like, who are, who right now, like are halfway through design documents, uh, proposals for indie games that are like, nope, we're going to take advantage of this technology. We're going to optimize to it. And we're going to make games that just, are great on this platform and be exclusive to it, et cetera. I'm sure that they're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like the people that are like, I want to play halo 9,000. Um, like they're not going to do, they, they don't care about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't care the convenience factor, especially if I'm paying, you know, X amount a month or whatever to be able to use this, mm-hmm. if that's how the model actually works. And I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. Like yeah. I don't need it to be amazing. I just need it to function. And if right. I can mm-hmm. have, a Chrome browser open and I can play it and then I can pass it to my phone. Like there's a lot of games that that helps. Um, It certainly doesn't help productivity, Um, but I think it does (laughs) help. Um, It helps that. I mean, and the technology will only get better. The technology will only get better, right? Like right now you're right. The infrastructure across vast swaths of the United States does not support this, but number one, Google has never really cared about them. (laughs) <laughs> right like <laughs> um like that's you can make money making technology not for the center of the united states yeah i mean 
and or Mountain View, California, or Mountain View. What, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Like, yes, yeah. They can make technology that really only works in urban areas that have fiber, yeah. um, and still have it be functional. And over time, mm. I mean, especially since it's their servers that are running these games, it's almost better for them to have it slow at first. Mm. Um, and then over time, it's inevitable that fi- that the infrastructure will be built because yeah. either Google's going to build it. Mm-hmm. Or someone else will. I mean, there is a business need. People want to do it, right? Consumers want it. So it's a, inevitable. It's just a, there. people are playing chicken. Is it going to be government that does it? Is it going to be private companies? Both. They're playing chicken. Somebody's going to yeah. spend the money eventually. Um, and I mean, so we can't uh, – there are a lot of people who are like, this is not going to work. It's going to fail in two years. Forget about it. And I'm like, no, Google has enough money to yeah. ride the storm. And say, we're going to do this proof of concept thing that's going to be super successful in urban areas um, and that or areas that have good Internet mm-hmm. and everybody else. Y'all can catch up when it's time, but just, in you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, there are huge parts of the country that are so economically depressed. They can't afford a console anyway. So like yeah, this whole right. idea is like. Nobody wants to talk about that, like that there are yeah. areas that are so economically depressed. There are kids that are getting Wii U's right now secondhand right. and yeah. are like super stoked. And no one – like they're not considered like a lost market, yeah. right? Like so – and I don't even want to get – I mean we, we can all imagine the socioeconomic concepts there, right? Like that's a big deal. So we're worried about people that just don't have internet. Like come on. If, if we can live without quote-unquote poor people – we can live without people with bad internet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I know that sounds super cold, but it's like, come on, this is Google. If it was not going to be, if it was super infeasible, they probably wouldn't do it. Also, yeah. YouTube used to be magic, right? Like Max yeah. Koval was just tweeting about this. Like when YouTube was announced, people thought it was insane. Yeah. Like, there's no way that anyone is going to watch this. Who's going to yep. watch video? Yeah. And right. now what did they say? He said in the press conference, he said 51 billion hours of video game content was watched in 2018. 51 billion hours. That is, and the quote, the, the stat that they gave, which is so fascinating. That's enough times to walk back and forth to Pluto 12 times. (laughs) Think about that. That's insane. 51 billion hours is more than the combined lifetimes like of history was Mm -hmm. watched in video games. So like, and YouTube used to be like, I I remember when people were like, no one's going to watch YouTube. Right. Or nobody's going to watch a video that's longer than three minutes. And then it was like, oh, well, okay. Nobody's going to watch a video longer than five minutes. And now how often do you go on and watch something that's 15 to 20 minutes long or longer? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the the gaming specific stuff is uh, relatively uh, new as well. Mm -hmm. You know, not even... Not even five years ago, were people actually watching? Yeah, play um, back the way that they do now. Streaming, mm-hmm. yeah, streaming games. Yep. So, but this whole thing about this sort of the streaming integration makes me wonder um, if Twitch has some partnerships in the making. Yeah, they better, or, they, better um, they better get on the phone right now. They better be right. <laughs> yeah, because and I don't think that they'll be able to do it. Well, maybe. I don't know. I could see Microsoft looking at this thing and maybe they're already doing it and being like, we will add in Mixer support. No problem. But that's Mixer, um, you know, which has not been readily adopted. I 
I can't say whether it's better or not, but um, but Twitch would be the better partner because um, they're the only ones that can even compete um, with the YouTube streaming. But so Twitch is owned by Amazon, oh, who has yep. a direct stake in the say in the not in not doing the streaming thing, right? Also. Yeah. Amazon also actually, I mean, if we were to talk about another company that has the back end to do this kind of streaming stuff, Amazon yeah. has the tech to do it. Yeah. It's quietly Amazon servers are one of their biggest money makers. Yeah, they definitely um, are. Because like, you know, not yeah. on the same level as Google and Microsoft. I mean, those guys are just giants. But like yeah. Amazon absolutely there are whole companies that are run on Amazon servers and they don't even, the th- what's interesting is they don't even know that they're run on Amazon servers. Yeah. It's, you know, like you don't know what you're buying and that's because of the, how brilliant Amazon is on that. So like Amazon owns Twitch. So I don't know that they would be cool with somebody getting in bed with Twitch mm. on that because maybe they yeah. might want to do it themselves. Yeah. And it, would, would we be surprised if they were like, fine, you know, stream our own stuff. Yeah. Which then we just end, then it's another first party. Like, who's going to want to play? And Amazon, we know Amazon Games is a thing. Yes, definitely is. I have friends who work there. They never yeah. talk about what they're working on. Well, because they can't. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like Amazon is making games and has been for a while. They've been very quiet about it. So, like, yeah. maybe they could pivot into something like this. It's, I mean, the advantage to, I mean, having used both Mixer and Twitch as a oh, consumer, hmm. Um, they're so similar as to like the difference isn't really the user interface. Um, the difference in a lot of cases is just, you know, the size of the audience. Like it's not like someone who is, you know, like there's no advantage to using both services at once. Like you really, if you're Mm going to pick, if you're going to stream on one, you really need to kind of stream on one. Yeah. Um, and you know there are people that are like mixer partners and they have really big you know they have decent sized audiences but like mm-hmm. dr disrespect is on twitch for a reason you know what i mean like yeah. as obnoxious as he is like there's a reason he doesn't use mixer same thing with kind of funny like right like they they they're on twitch for a reason yeah and it's you know if if mixer was going to be a better deal for them they would have gone there their audience would have followed them yeah um you know, and that's th- the same with a lot of these big Twitch guys. So, it, I mean, Microsoft, they, they absolutely will. I'm sure Mixer is a part of their future. Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. It is. Um, it's just a matter of Mixer, you know, cutting into market share. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't care, like, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. I think I, I what I am really here's what the, the three things I'm excited for. Um, I really want to know. Well, excited is probably not the wrong word, uh, not the right word. Um, I'm super interested to know how much how how this is going to work money wise mm-hmm. because they're not doing this for free. I know they're yeah. not doing this for free. I want to know how much the controller is, right? Because um, it is a nice controller and a nice controller that connects via Wi-Fi to my PC yeah. and everything sounds great to me. With that um, special integration too. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean it's a nice controller. It's yeah. it, I will be if I am a consumer of these products. I will be buying the Google controller, right? Like that's my console, quote unquote. Like that's my console purchase. Um, So I will be buying one of those. It'll be sitting in this drawer, right? Um, So there's that. Um, I want to know how they're going to make money from me. You know, is it a subscription? Am I buying games a la carte? Am I buying Google points? 
what I mean, (laughs) realistically, you could imagine anything, right? Like they, Mm -hmm. if they came out and said, you can buy Google cards at your local stores or online and you have to spend them X number of games to play, you know, X number of credits to buy a game, like no one would be surprised. Yeah. If they charged you a la carte for the games, no one would be surprised. And um, if they charged you X, you know, $30 a month or something, no one would be surprised. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're getting AAA games day one, you're paying 30, 40 bucks a month for it. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, so, and it, so it's that question. And I think the other question is um, they hired Jade Raymond to head yeah. a first party Google games studio. Now she just started like two months ago and there were some yeah. other people there that started a little bit beforehand, but like, she's the person with the vision, right? Like she's going to be guiding what they're doing. So um, I'm very curious as to what games will be coming and what we can be promised. Like, I know they said that there were going to be some games like throughout the presentation. They're like, Hey, we're working on this thing. I'm presuming yeah. some of those will be launch titles. Um, I yeah. want to know what games are going to be on this thing. Cause it's probably not going to, I mean, all they showed us um, in the partnership tool uh, partnership you know, kind of splash page was things like Unreal and Havoc and a bunch of middleware, all mm-hmm. of which are exciting, but that was very much developer focused, which makes sense. Yeah. The presentation was made at GDC, which is where the devs are, right? Yeah. Um, the only weird thing is I'm sure a lot of the major developers already knew all this crap. Yeah. Like, you know, like I am sure the people, obviously the people at Ubisoft already knew and, you know, so yeah. on and so forth. But um, I'm interested to see what games are coming. And yeah. I want to know what Jade Raymond is going to have them make, because obviously she's there to make a game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely, too. And I mean, no disrespect to Jade Raymond. And, you know, obviously anything that happens is not her fault. But her... um previous ventures um have not turned out well <laughs> um and it's probably not her fault but this is this is something well, that mean, has been following okay, well, her yeah well let's talk about battlefront 2 that was not her fault because she ran motive but then she also was doing the the new um branch of um ubisoft which you know didn't work out that's where she was i think she was there Right before going to Google. Is that right? No, she was in Motive. Oh, okay. She was Um, in Motive. Yeah. She left the Ubisoft thing to go to Motive, helped complete Battlefront 2, and and left there afterwards, and then was nowhere, but then went to, but then was working at Google. Yeah. And couldn't say what she was. And then of now today they announced what she is. Yeah. I was super curious when she went to Google because like, you know, it's not unheard of for somebody in the games industry to just say, buy games industry, you know, you suck. I'm going to go do something else. So, you yeah. know, that was entirely possible. Um, but yeah. So, um, but I, I, yeah, I'm curious about what this, um, you know, first party stuff. And then also, like I was saying, the third party support, even though they, they, um, you know, strutted out it, they strutted out, um, Ubisoft, you know, but at the same time, you know, those specifically, those two companies, there's no way they are not making their games for Xbox or for PlayStation. It's just, you know, not going to happen. And so then the thing, um, becomes to me is the whole day and date release, like is, is Stadia going to get the day and day release of some of these other ones? 
you know, or are you going to have to pay to get the day and date release? I mean, if it goes to a subscription service, like, yeah. like game pass or PlayStation now. Um, so that's interesting to me as well. Um, because that's what you do, um, with that's what on live did. And that's what, um, steam did is you had to pay for, you have to pay for the game a la carte when the streaming service was free. So that could also happen. Like maybe it's going to be free and you just have to, you know, pay for the games. Um, so I don't know. That's what I thought was likely going to be the case, that you would still pay for the game and still pay for the DLC, but the service to access it would be either a nominal subscription fee or or free, um, or you paid a premium to get it on the streaming service instead of buying it on Xbox yeah. or PlayStation. I or mean, something we're like all going to find that. They did say we were going to find out more this summer, which I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah. There's like, relaunching this year. See the yeah. thing about buying, I think buying a game through this service is, um, and you know, I am all for digital, but when you buy a game on the PlayStation or Xbox or PC, you have, it's not physical, but you have a download right. of that game yeah. on your console, which yeah. could be transferred to your new console or your new PC. And where is this, you know, right. going to live where if you're going to buy it? Yeah. yeah. Do you always um, have to have Stadia in order to be able to use it right. and exactly. use it elsewhere? And what are the ownership rights? I mean, lots of questions, but yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah. I have this conversation with a friend of mine who, because I use a, I use Amazon Music, you know, mm-hmm. streaming service. And he's like, you know, you don't own any of that music. And I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that has a subscription fee, though, too, right? Is it, it, or well, is it part of Prime? Free, there's a Prime. There's part of Prime. is a free. There's a subscription fee to get access to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can with the, with the, version that comes with prime and with the full version you can download to your phone and then i don't have to stream it so like if i'm in my car i don't have to stream music yeah you know i still can download it and it's not the nickel and dime thing i was doing constantly buying songs off you know itunes yeah um so it you know it just made sense for me for what i use music but he's like you know you don't own it and i'm like <laughs> i'm aware and if because it, I mean, it does you know but technically you didn't but technically you really didn't own it when you bought it on itunes either so like yeah we don't own anything anymore like yeah. this is just the future it's, that people need of, yeah. to accept yeah yeah um and it you know it's gonna fade into the to the you know it's gonna just yeah. like, kind of like what is this yeah I mean, you don't own software anymore. We haven't, yeah. I mean, PC players haven't owned their software in years. Yeah. People, and no, and people who are PC gamers who want the high end stuff, like they don't really complain about it. Um, yeah. It's, the, you know, and so, I mean, yeah. the, the, the idea of like physical releases is eventually going to be like boutique stuff, like limited run who, and, and things like that. I would argue the PC game, I mean, Xbox gamers, because you can't transfer, you know, or, you know, your Xbox game. Well, uh, I guess you now you can now with Play Anywhere. But anyhow, on PC, you have a downloaded file. It's not, I mean, you can play some games that live in the cloud, but you have a downloaded file, you know, yeah, that sure. you could still move. So you do own that game because you have a digital file of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess um, that's technically true. But um, let's wait a few operating system upgrades. Like Microsoft can fix that, and they do that 
intentionally. Yeah. I mean, not intentionally, but like go try and play a Windows 32 game right now. You yeah. can't unless Garg fixes it and sells it to you again. So mm-hmm. like, you, yeah, you own some lines of code, but no one is going out of their way to make sure that you have access to it. Like, mm-hmm. I understand what you mean. I think this is just one of those things that in general, we just don't own the stuff that we play or can, we don't own the media that we consume um, as much as we used to. Um, yeah. And that's just the cost of, advances in technology yeah um so it'll be interesting to see I, I mean i'm i think it's fine i think the google the uh logo is really stupid like i want to know how many <laughs> i want to know how many thousands of dollars was spent for like just this pie-shaped squiggle like <laughs> listen i mean however much you spent the graphic designer on that i mean i guess much respect to them because you know whatever but like y'all could have paid my dollar my daughter in like a box of freaking <laughs> blind bag toys and she would have knocked that she would have absolutely knocked that logo right out of yeah. the park and maybe even given it like a little kuai feel you know what i mean like yeah it I just I mean it's fine, you know, like it's just so stupid. Like I, you know, like the you guys know what I'm saying, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. some of these lo- logos just I don't know, I'm not a graphic designer. Gra- creating <laughs> is hard. That's why I'm a critic and so right now I'm critiquing it. I think the logo yeah. is dumb. But the technology I think is great. I'm excited yeah. about it. I watched that presentation and I came out of it like hopeful, like hey, this is neat. And Yeah. Um, I am super excited to see what they do at E3. I mean, hey, maybe they'll have an E3 press conference. Maybe. Lord knows there's room because everybody else is bailing. Right. (laughs) That's a segue. Yeah. Segue. segue But so so when I'm looking at this whole thing, I mean, Nintendo doesn't count because they're they're not even – they don't care about this type of market and Nintendo fans are very specific type fans. But the question arises to me is where is Sony in all of this? And is Sony going to be, you know, launching something similar? I, I would be surprised if they're not working on something. Um, but you know, I mean, they own the technology. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you brought up the Amazon. I mean, Amazon, I think could very easily, step into the space but then it becomes how many how many um different services um will the market allow mm-hmm. so because like if you talk three. about consoles yeah three if consoles three. always been three um so um so that's going to be a factor as well so. i mean we remember in the 90s right like everyone yeah. was making a console right yeah. So like, I mean, LG, I mean, like freaking, what is it? Panasonic had something and like all sorts of stuff. Nintendo and Sony almost made one together. Like, you know, the funniest thing, the funniest thing to me was this stupid um, Nokia N-Gage. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, the whole side talking thing. Oh man. (laughs) I, I believe that it is very likely we are entering a phase that is similar to that. Yeah. Because if Google does this right, I am certain that Amazon is going to jump on it, mm. right? At least in some minor way. I am sure Steam is going to do a similar thing. I mean, the reality is, uh, what what do you need Steam for? Right. Like, realistically, what do you need Steam for? I would be surprised if Epic doesn't 
get in bed with somebody like this is one of those things where I would expect that over the next like 10 years, it'll be kind of like the nineties where Mm -hmm. everybody wanted a console. Now everyone wants a streaming service. I mean, how many, I mean, we're kind of in that same boat now for television, right? Like Disney's Mm -hmm. making one Warner brothers has one and like, that's all going to crash again. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's unsustainable in the long term. Um, I mean, so, it's almost unsustainable for me to even have three of them because I have Prime and I have Netflix. Um, well, I mean, I have HBO now, but that's a special case because <laughs> because it's necessary blood life for you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a business expense. It's a business expense. <laughs> a business expense. Um, and then I just added Hulu, but that was specifically for one show, right? Um, as well, and I actually have not watched anything else on there. Uh, so, um, uh, so I'm glad that Handmaid's Tale is coming back uh, right. before my dollar a month <laughs> subscription runs out. <laughs> So, um, I mean, it, so we got to deal with the, I mean, that's what we're dealing with with television and people are figuring yeah. out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to have the same thing with video games and yeah. I don't care. I mean, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. Also, I want to be clear. Nintendo does care about that because um, Nintendo, um, I mean, we could find out at E3 that Chrome is coming to the Nintendo switch. Like it, yeah, maybe. I mean, that was the other thing that was um, that was interesting to me when they're all like, "We're all about crossplay," and I'm like, "Well, what does that mean? Like, are you going to work with the console makers um, to have this available on the consoles as well?" Um, obviously, it's not going to be Microsoft because they're doing their own thing. But are they working with Sony? Well, necessarily possible. I mean, but here's the question: well, Crossplay doesn't. I mean. It means that, you know, does it mean that you'll have Fortnite player? Because right now on Fortnite, like you can play PC and Xbox and, you know, and um, yeah. and Switch and mobile all on the same. Yeah. So if you're in that and it's PS4 that – and now even PS4 is in it too. So yeah. like if they're saying we support crossplay, what that means is that will they just hop in on that? And it's like, okay, well, you can play – on stadia or switch or xbox or ps4 and all grouped together microsoft doesn't really have anything to do with that they i mean i mean i'm sure so microsoft i i think um i mean i guess the next generation can change everything but like i think it's too late for microsoft to to like they they spent too much time this generation um you know like griefing sony about being (laughs) anti-crossplay like if they came back and were like no crossplay was a last gen thing not doing it anymore and said like i think that that would give them like they can't afford to open up a new generation Hmm. and be like nah we're a walled garden again like yeah their whole business model right now is like every where everyone is better like when everyone plays Right. Yeah. And so being like, nope, we're the crossplay thing. That was just a joke because we were in last place last gen. Now that we're going to be in the first and we're going to whatever. Like, I think that would be a very bad move. Yeah. Um, I don't expect them to do that at all. Um, uh, you know, I mean, Sony has been last to, to do lots of things. And maybe that just means that they've got all this crazy, awesome stuff that we just don't know about. No, I don't um, think so. I think it's just hubris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, but this, you know, that's, I, I am very interested about the next generation um, because it's funny because, um, well, you know, Nintendo has removed themselves from the console war with the Wii because they could not compete. GameCube was last. Um, and so, but that made them pivot and be like, we don't care. We're going after the family game market. And then they made the Wii and they've been in that market and they don't yeah, care. They just want to, so. it's the blue ocean strategy. I mean, they yeah. want to be everyone's second console. Yeah. Um, and that's so easy to do. And that's one of the, and, and the switch is the perfect version of that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. it's only going to get crazier. And it's, and there's a, the sales for the switch are only going to get crazier when they drop the price. Um, yeah. Which is inevitable because all consoles drop in price. Yeah. Once this thing hits $200, um, you know, like we've all read, like we bought another one, like, you know, like we got another one here at the full price. So yeah. like, imagine, so, I mean, I can't imagine that it's impossible to imagine that we would get a third. Like, I mean, we have yeah. like six DSs <laughs> and they were, most of those were 200 bucks. So, I mean, yeah, I think the, it's it, the. The, his, the history of consoles is as we change generations, and this goes back very far, mm -hmm. the company who was first, especially if they dominated, drops later. Right. That's first the point was, that I was trying to yeah. make is that yeah. everything flip-flops. Yeah. Every yeah. single year, everything has flip-flopped. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, the, I mean, the Super Nintendo that moved into the N64, which did not go well, right, because they wanted yeah. to stick consoles. The PlayStation, and then we look at the PlayStation Two was, you know, like so dominant. I mean, it's still the best selling console of all time. Yeah. And then they responded with a six hundred dollar, five hundred ninety nine. You were, I mean, were you in the, were you in the games industry at that time? Yeah, so, I was at E three when they announced that. I, mean, I was, I was doing PR at the time. I wasn't, oh, okay. I wasn't doing journalism. But man, that was a huge joke. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, five hundred ninety nine, five hundred ninety nine US dollars. And the guy in an interview said oh yeah i mean we're you know everybody loves the playstation brand you'll just get another job to buy our console even if it didn't have games on it right. like he said this and and part of it was it was hubris yeah and then the 360 kicked their butt yeah because they had halo and a cheaper console they how about this they kicked their butt in in ignoring the fact that they that half of their consoles broke yeah right? like, and they still broke. Um, and it took a decade, basically, for the PS3 to catch up. Yeah. Um, and then Microsoft, because of their victory, they came out with the Xbox One and just just tripped yeah. out of the gate harder than I've ever seen. I mean, so it stands to reason that PlayStation is going to really screw up. I mean, yeah. the math is on our side. And, <laughs> I think they're, and I think they're setting themselves up for that. Yeah. Um, Microsoft is... They went and bought all sorts of new studios that are mm -hmm. obviously going to be making games. They're going to come yeah. live. They're uh, opening new studios. Time. They're opening well. new studios and hiring really great teams. They are setting up for the streaming future. They are making – they did cross-play. They're playing nice mm -hmm. with Nintendo. They're doing everything right, whereas Sony is like, nope, we don't want to do cross-play, given really stupid PR reasons. Yeah. Um, the I mean, it, it happened – I mean, it's hubris. Um, yeah, hundred percent. What it is, I don't think they have anything up their sleeves other than good games. Mm. Truthfully, that should help them a lot. But yeah, I don't think they have some. The PS5 is going to be a PS4 with better processing power. Yeah. Um, whereas Microsoft is 
reportedly bring in the heat with some yeah. you know interesting new stuff. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Meanwhile, Google's over here being like, maybe they have a blue ocean strategy also. Like they don't yeah. compete. I mean, the hardware is a controller or maybe a Chromecast that you can shove on the back of your television, which yeah. has other uses. Yeah. And is $60. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. know. It'll be, it'll be super interesting to see. Yeah. Um, we'll just have to, and we're going to find out at E3 theoretically. They said this summer and some people are like, oh, they could do their own thing. I'm like, no, they're going to come to E3. Yeah, maybe. They're going to be. Not, I'm not convinced, but yeah, right. we'll see. They'll be there. Um, yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, they decided to launch this thing at GDC. Um, but obviously, that's because they need to get the developer support on board. They've got some partners, but they don't have very many. Um, and so, you know, that's why they're touting like they have Unreal and they have Havoc and, you know, all this kind of stuff to try to just convince developers to jump um, on board with them. Yeah. So, so anyhow, so that's Stadia, which is all that I know of to talk about things <laughs> recently. Yeah. Um, and that happened today. So, um, so I'm sure that uh, everybody will have follow-up views in the coming months. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll uh, I'm sure we're going to find out more in the next couple of weeks. There's going to be yeah. a lot of Google interviews this week at yeah. GDP. Um, so I'm sure we're going to find out more, you know, details. Mm. But yeah. In a couple of weeks, we'll probably have more to talk about. Yeah. Movies and TV. You guys, I think both of you saw Captain Marvel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm the last one here, but I was going to like during the week this week. Um, and Isaac's like, "Oh, do you want to see that when I get back?" Oh. And I'm like, "I can't really, I can't do it. I, I'm gonna have to wait." <laughs> I mean, I want to be clear. I mean, there is nothing stopping you from going to see it, and then going I know, going except for that. except for my husband being angry with me. That's what's stopping me from going to see it because I to totally it? was going to go see it like at a you know crazy middle of the afternoon or even cool. morning cool. Um, show. So cool. why do you have to what? tell him? He will know because how I, will he know? Okay, I guess technically I could go and buy a movie ticket with cash, but who does that anymore? Because uh, people who don't want their husbands to find out that they went to go see Captain Marvel—that's not the basis for a good relationship. I mean, I think Captain Marvel's worth it. I think it's fine. I mean, this is this is important stuff. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to see it. Absolutely going to see it. But, you know, okay. it'll right. be interesting to me. I know, Regina, you said you liked it like just Shook. as much or maybe more maybe than more. Wonder Woman. Yeah. So that I was saw Wonder that Woman was... four times in the yeah. theater. Okay, that was wait, after I... Isaac saw it. So I'm I like, I'm going to go again. I want to okay. talk to Regina about this. Okay. So <laughs> now I really love that movie. I will super admit that it was not for me. I know that it was not for me for the same reason Wonder Woman was not for me, but I loved Wonder Woman. Um, um, now that, so I appreciated your hot take (laughs) because I mean, everything is awesome. The minute, like the minute you see it, sir, like I liked the first transformers movie the first time I came out, walked out of the theater and then like kind of faded. So like, (laughs) do you still like it more than wonder woman? Uh, yeah, I think I do actually. All right. That's fine. All right. That's good. I'm actually working on, um, um, game on girl on the go that I'm going to uh, record probably tomorrow mm-hmm. about it where I talk about like, like it is a bit of a crisis for me. I mean, that's what I'm going to call it. My captain Marvel crisis. Um, because you know, like 
I mean, you guys are sitting here watching me on camera, and I have literally a giant Wonder Woman banner. Me. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is not small. It is not subtle. It is yeah. huge. But from where I sit in this vantage point and I look at my shelves, I have at least 20 things of Wonder Woman paraphernalia that are mm -hmm. things that I bought. Most of them are things that have been given to me over the years. And so she's always held like this pinnacle place for me, mm -hmm. um, which relates back to a story that I'll tell in the episode and I won't tell it again here. Um, but the thing that, you know, and, and I, this won't really be a spoiler, I don't think. Um, the thing that made Captain Marvel different for me and made me relate to it more is about her history, like seeing her as a child in the movie and seeing mm -hmm. what her childhood was like was very much what my experience of my childhood was. Mm. And I don't have that relation to Wonder Woman. I'm not well, yeah, a demigod. I mean, you know, yeah, I, mean, I don't think I don't think we're daughters of Zeus that. or whatever. Yeah. Right. But there is a definite <laughs> difference in like when you're looking at a character and I could never actually be Wonder Woman because I'm never going to be a demigod, right? Right. But <laughs> I could be Carol Danvers because Carol Danvers was chosen by accident and mm. it, and not exactly by accident. I mean, by accident that like, that's where she got like powers, but mm. um, uh, like, y yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So, so that's the, the, the level that I related to it on was deeper than I think my relation to Wonder Woman is even with, you know, the role it's had in my yeah. life. So, I mean, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if she can gain that iconic yeah. status. I, because, I don't know if anybody can, like, you know. Yeah, I know, because Captain yeah. Marvel is very much wrapped up in Avengers. Like, yes. separating her from Avengers is yeah. going to be very hard to do, whereas Wonder Woman was her own thing yeah. before yeah. she was in Justice fair, though, To okay. be fair, though, the only reason Captain Marvel is tied up in the Avengers is because, like, that's how she was kind of introduced to like the general pot. Like Captain yeah. Marvel was her own thing for a very right. long time. It was around them. She's been a part of the guardians of the galaxy. Like mm -hmm. she's done a lot of stuff and she has also been her own. She'd been a strong independent woman and she don't need no man. Right. Like, so, <laughs> um, so I, I think, um, will she be iconic? Like wonder woman, I don't think that's fair because I because Wonder Woman is a Silver Age hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I mean, just the time, the amount of time that Wonder yeah. Woman has been out. Yeah. You but know, like I, I think when yeah. we're if you know, let's revisit this in twenty years, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, the zero spoilers on this one because I'm sure you've seen the news, right? Uh, it's gonna make a billion dollars. Yeah. Before it's done. Bear with me. Yeah. You. Why don't you ask your mother? Because I am working. Um, she wants to play Fortnite. Why is she asking me? Um, so um, she thinks you're distracted enough to just say yes. Right. Exactly. But I don't yes. mind if, Anna but I don't, does that with the iPad all the time. She'll come and ask me when she knows I'm busy yeah. because she knows that I will just say, "Yeah, okay, go yeah, ahead." Yeah. But I don't. But why? But I don't have a problem with her playing Fortnite. Right. She can play now, apparently, because of the creative. <laughs> well, the creative mode is the right. Because right. playing the creative mode. So anyway, um, that's for a story for another time. So, um, so Cap like Captain Marvel is going to make a billion dollars, mm. and everything that Kevin Feige has been saying is that. First off, I, I don't know if you guys saw the reports this morning that they're going to refer to this the first twenty two movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the Infinity Saga. 
Mm. Um, like this is the end of the Infinity Saga and right. they're restarting the whole thing. And they're saying that one of the primary leaders of the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yep. is going to be Captain Marvel yep. for two reasons. One, because she can. Right. Um, and number two, because she's clearly the most powerful person revealed in the mcu right mm-hmm. that's not much of a spoiler we've been talking about that since the movie happens but since before the movie was like a yeah. thing um again i repeat it's gonna be so great watching brie larson kick the crap oh out of i Josh can't Bowen. wait oh god <laughs> and I, I just oh and her like, it's like uh god she's gonna kick the absolute it's, crap out of that gonna dude it's gonna so be a beautiful. thing of beauty i really <laughs> want her to fight thor a little bit too like i really but that's just a that's just a sexual tension thing. yeah i was just gonna um, say I was going to allude to something like that. No, they're definitely, I mean, there's already like people that want to ship the two of them. Well, how could you not? Like you stand them next to each other and you're like, I see the babies and they yeah. are good looking. They are good looking babies. Um, mm-hmm. But she's, but it's probably going to all start with her punching him through a mountain. That I, mean, I kind of hope right. so. Um, so like literally through a mountain. So like she's, so it, I think, is she, it, is she an icon now, like Wonder Woman is now? No. Will she be? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, because we, you know, we, we go ahead. Because because of and and yeah, it's because of the fact that now, like before, it was Marvel pushing her, right? right. Mm-hmm. And this is the big difference. Now it's Disney pushing her, right? And yeah. Disney has done a very good job of pushing iconic female <laughs> characters. Yep. You may not like them. I, I I got the gaze from Nicole. But like, you may not like them, but we can't argue that Disney has done a very good job of protecting Ariel and Belle, right? Like, yeah. they are iconic characters. You may dislike them, but they are iconic characters because Disney is one thing they are very good at is protecting brands and projecting the image that they want. Yeah. Captain Marvel is their Wonder Woman and they know it. So right. they are going to. I mean, they can both exist side by side. I mean, the reality yeah. is there's room in the world. I mean, that was going to be my response to you, Regina, like por que no los dos, right? Like why not both? Oh no. Um, I, you yeah. know, I have and I have no problem with that. It's just, like I said, the, the, the way it hit me was, was different yeah. than, than the way I relate to Wonder Woman. I will still always relate to Wonder Woman as an icon. I mean, nobody else is going to have been the icon that was on the first, the first issue of Ms. Magazine, you know, right. that's always going to be Wonder Woman. She's always going to hold that place and she's always going to have the significance that she has. That's not going away. Um, and, you know, and she's got another movie coming out and, uh, you know, it's going to be in the 80s, which is going to be great, too. <laughs> um, so, you know, I know I can't wait to see all that. I know. I just like so much reference of stuff. It is I know. Gonna... And the shoulder pads and the fashion. <laughs> I mean, I just it's big gonna, hair. Oh, yeah, the man. big hair. I just get it's going to be delightful. And I loved the reference in the 90s were great too in yeah. Captain Marvel so I mean it's kind of fun because it's playing on the nostalgia as well um, but I just wasn't I wasn't prepared when I went I had I've read at least a couple of Captain Marvel before and I liked it but I didn't relate to it and I think part of it was I didn't get the backstory that they put in mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not an origin story they've said even though it's got enough of it to like establish who she is Mm-hmm. Um, but with that background, now I look at her character in a different way than I did when I was just reading the <coughs> comic books and I didn't know kind of where she had come from in the ones that I had read. So, yeah. Anyway, cool. it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if so it, Nicole, like I said, gonna, you're going to like it, Nicole. 
Yeah. I am sure I'm going to like it. I was just not expecting Regina's like, oh my God. Right. That's all. I mean, (laughs) I knew that we both were going to like it. That's not a question. For for the listeners, my my message in our Slack channel was, I'm shook. Like, (laughs) (laughs) fundamentally shook by how I feel right now. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, the thing for me, like, I know it was not made for me, right? Like, but I really appreciate it. I think Brie Larson is the perfect person to play that mm-hmm. i know some of the criticism from dudes on the internet is that she was a little wooden um but i think that's because okay. you have to be in order to present both power and humor like mm-hmm. otherwise she just comes off as a jackass and you can't right. really do that like yeah she has a very dry humor now and we don't who- want her to be chris pratt like we don't need that right. correct yeah. we, we already need- have chris pratt in the marvel exactly. universe we have we a jackass yes exactly like, we don't we don't need another one and yeah. And to a degree, we have Jackass Jr. with Spider-Man, right? Like, right. And, he's, and even he is different and a little wooden. Like yeah. He's wooden in it. Like, I think people uh, are so – like, a wooden <laughs> thing – obviously, people are just talking crap because they, they don't – because it's a girl. But, like, right. they said some of the same stuff about Spider-Man. And, yeah. you know, it's like you can't just be wacky as crap because uh, that's Deadpool. That's – like, right. yeah. if every hero yeah. was like that it didn't it wouldn't work um mm-hmm. cuz they they do use humor in these movies even when it's probably not appropriate mm-hmm. so yeah um you know so they can criticize her all they want like the reality is she has the right amount of warmth and you know because i mean she, you know like she has the right amount of warmth she's humor she has a dry sense of humor and as someone with a relatively dry sense of humor i really appreciate it mm-hmm. um she's self-deprecating at times um, and uh, she's going to punch Thanos through a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a planet. Um, <laughs> a planet. Like, so it's, it, it, she, I could not think of another person to kind of help uh, yeah. usher the MCU into the next saga than Brie Larson. Like, she really is good. And a lot of people like to talk yeah. crap because they didn't, you know, first. Yeah. The new theory, by the way, I don't know if you saw, is that uh, Disney was buying out theaters. Just to inflate <laughs> the numbers, and I'm like, right. Disney doesn't. Disney would yeah. love nothing more than for this to flop because then they don't have to pay her much in the next movie, right? Like, yeah. They don't want to yeah. pay her more, right? Like, they're like, oh, we're only keeping you around because you're Captain Marvel, and we made a commitment. But obviously, your movies don't sell, so we don't need to pay you as much. Disney would love that, right? Yeah, not but the way they don't. You know, they don't need that because she's yeah. gonna, she's making a lot of money. Yeah, they're chasing that yeah. Wonder Woman dollars. Right. Something I wanted to bring up. I don't think we have. Did we talk about this last time? I think maybe we did the Star Trek discovery and the spinning aspect. Yes, we talked about that. And I know the episode you're talking about now. And it was <laughs> dreadful. It, was it didn't make me sick, but I think that was partially because I was just like, okay, I'm going to not focus on this. <laughs> Since you warned me ahead of time, I'm like, yeah. oh, it started. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I will commend them, though, on I think it's episode eight is the callback to the original series. Um, oh, right. Yes. Story yes. With that was the last, Pike. the last one. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was That's, some good story. I, um, you know, it's starting, I'm starting to not care for it as much. And no. Isaac was like, why? And I'm like, it's getting too Star Trek-y. It's getting, and he's yeah. like, well, you know, that was the complaint that people complained about with the yeah. first season it was that wasn't. it wasn't enough. Yeah. And I'm sort of able to put my finger on, why I don't like Star Trek as an ensemble thing, as opposed to something like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And Star Trek is that 
this episode is about this character right for the most part you don't yeah. have the john episode or right. the daenerys episode there's always something else yeah, going it's on woven yeah, yeah stories are always so, woven together so i think that that's it it's been driving me nuts that i have yeah. not been able to articulate that yeah <laughs> so, the episodic <laughs> like focus yeah 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 so yeah, that's why i'm episodic. starting to not care for it that yeah. much and there's more and there was more spinning it's not as bad no. as that one, episode. that one episode. But like every story. episode now, they're starting yeah. with this whole kind of upside down thing. Yeah, I'm trying is... to wonder what it's trying to like tell us. It's yeah. got to be like foreshadowing something that's coming. But okay, it's just annoying. It is um, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> um, so we're gonna move into Game of Thrones because we have to um, because they released their trailer. Such an awesome trailer. There. There is so much going on in this trailer. Like I did a Geeky Thrones Girl about it. And I've done Geeky Thrones Girl about like the new footage that we saw at the Golden Globes <laughs> and the Oscars and the other trailer. And those have been like six minutes long. My Geeky Thrones Girl about this trailer was the same length as my regular wow. episodes. Um, because there's so much going on. Um, so um God, I don't even know where to start. Like the things Regina and I were talking about, um, I think it was over Facebook or somewhere, is that the thing that's really striking about that, and it's striking that they started with it, yeah. was Arya freaked out. Because right. Arya has not been freaked out, not at all for the previous season. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, she came to the end of that, at um, that season five, when she killed the waif. Um but yeah, so that, I mean, right away, there's that. And then you see, like, clips of things that you knew were coming, but you get to see how awesome they are, like the dragons flying over Winterfell and, you know, um, Danny and John riding up the Unsullied who have sleeves because I was really, <laughs> I really had no idea how yeah. they were going to go in the cold. Um, but anyhow, so um, so it's super awesome. You should check it out. Um on YouTube, if you are unlike my husband and like to watch trailers, um, it's funny because when we were watching something on HBO, I think it was True Detective, um, and the trailer, the Crips of Winterfell trailer started like before the show started, and Isaac was like, "No," and I'm like, "It's not even footage from the show." <laughs> I'm like, "This is a made-up thing." He's like, "I don't care; it alludes to something." I'm like, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Anyhow. So, um, but on the Game of Thrones note, uh, I have started officially my predictions pieces on the Geek Embassy now. Uh, it's no more analytical right now. It's predictions. I did a list of my dead or alive <laughs> intake. Mm -hmm. um, and then today I took a look at some of the theories that have been floating around the internet and whether... I think they're true or not because there are lots of crazy theories. There are lots of crazy theories floating around. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I think I've got two more stories um, before uh, it launches. So those will be yeah. more of my spe right specific up. predictions. Yeah. Less than a month away yeah. now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I got I, I will finish season five this week on Kiki yeah. Thrones Girl because I'm already on eight. I watched eight last night, so I'm ready to record it. Um, then I'll watch nine, you know, tonight after Anna goes to bed and maybe record nine tonight. So I'm going to finish season five. Right. No question. Um, but then I got to I got to get through six and seven. And I hope, hope that I can get through a decent amount of six um, during this week. So 
we'll see. I mean, how many episodes are you looking at? Uh, that I have left. Yeah. Um, so if you're counting eight, that's mm-hmm. three um, from season five. Then there's 10 in season six and seven in season seven. So 20 episodes. Yeah. In a month-ish? Yeah, I guess it is a month-ish. For some yeah. reason, I'm thinking I had a lot less time. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that is going to be the issue, though, is that um, the week right before it uh, airs is spring break. So yeah. my productivity yeah. is going to go away. So you, um, so you, if you can, break. as long as you can get to one, if as long as you can get to one a day, yeah, yeah, you should be super fine. I mean, you know, I think I believe in the heart of the cards. I think you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what else did I say we were going to talk about? Oh, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. So awesome. Love Have it. you watched it? Have you guys watched? Yeah, no. watched the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. I would. Isaac was like analyzing it, like you know, trying to point out the plot holes, and I'm like, Stop it. A guy spent like however many years on the moon, right. sending <laughs> samples to his father. Uh, they don't tell us how he sent the samples. Right. How the hell did he get the samples or, from or the moon? Or how he got here? back and forth to the moon or right. anything exactly. else. Yeah. I'm like, you can't you There's, can't analyze no. this yeah. too much. Don't. Yeah. Don't. It's because just no. fun. Yeah. 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 Um and the thing that still it. makes me laugh, and this isn't too much of a spoiler, I don't think, is in the last episode where they're hanging out at the bowling alley. Um to sort of, you know, regroup or yeah. whatever. And then there's the whole thing where the kid, it's his birthday and like, right. he doesn't have anybody to play with. Right. And then that team of like, I don't know what they're in, the team of the army people that are right. shooting the at sniper. them. Yeah. yeah. And Klaus goes, maybe they're here for Kenny's birthday. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, with the one-liners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. I know. He's priceless. He's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all the characters were um, really looking forward to season two. I think it's been yeah. successful enough that there will be. Oh, yeah, I have. Two. I have little yeah. doubt that they'll do season two. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was fun to kind of guess where things were going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do I wouldn't pull an Isaac and when I analyze it too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, there are assassins with these crazy bear and bunny. I know. I, just, I love that though, too. Like I was yeah. just like, this is. Yeah, I know. There's great cool. lines from, from her too. Yeah. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. She's like, we have the best job. Like we get to meet people and we right. get to kill them. <laughs> right. It's just, I know. This is, this is amazing. Thing was so ridiculous. It was fun. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny because Dante had said something like, you know, the comics were unreadable, right. but the show was delightful. And I was like, yeah. that's good because I had never even heard of it. And then it I had fun. neither. Yeah. We were watching it and Chris said something like, you know, as we're watching the opening credits, which actually say based on a comic by non-dark yeah, yeah, comic right. or whatever. And Chris was like, is this based on a comic book? And I'm like, it, it literally said that five seconds ago on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it did. And I'm like, yes, it's said that in every opening (laughs) i must have picked up on it subliminally and i'm like like you read it and just didn't realize that you read it is that what that means yeah i'm glad dante gave the warning uh, about the comic book because i was going to check it out but Mm -hmm. i think i'll i'll pass it up now books and comics um so he just announced that there is going to be a graphic novel of Wonder Woman of Diana as yeah. a child, as a kid, yeah, um, I saw that. yeah which looks yeah. super awesome. Yeah, it does. That's yeah, cool. I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still reading the same stuff. Regina said, you, you said you're reading a book. I'm reading a new book. <laughs> I, I went to the library and I found a book and I was like, hey, I'll check this out. What, so it's hilarious about this. I just like wandered through the library and I picked it up. And it's a book. It's called Dry. It's by Neil Shusterman and Jared Shusterman. Um, and um, I picked it up and Chris looked at it and he's like, is that young adult fiction? And I was like, no. He's like, but you read young adult fiction. <laughs> like, I can read not young adult fiction. Thank you very much. And then, like, I had just read the back of it. So essentially the premise is that uh, what would happen if water ran dry in California and sort of like an emergency like, situation, like they like literally don't have any water yeah. in California. And and then I didn't, I had to like flip through it. I started reading like the first few pages. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Not realizing that both the lead narrators are teens. <laughs> so your husband was right. So he was technically right that I'm still <laughs> actually reading young adult fiction. It's just not actually young adult fiction. It's just fiction about young adults. But, um, wow. you know, it was just hilarious. He's like, but you read young adult fiction. I'm like, okay, come on. I can read other books. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Stephen, are you reading that? I'm enjoying it. I'm like 150 pages in, and I just got it the other day, so it's good. Cool, cool. Um, It's scary, it's terrifying because I live on the West Coast, so this could actually (laughs) be maybe not my reality because the Pacific Northwest is not going to run dry like California would, but yeah, it's definitely put that stuff in perspective. Yeah, um, I abandoned my Wheel of Time playthrough so that I could uh let my son use my um kindle when he can mm-hmm. um so instead i actually bought and have started to slowly read through um the ra salvatore dungeons and dragons books the uh the <laughs> drifts like th- those big like shenanigans um and within like 15 pages it hit like some serious triggers for me um that i did not realize i had so mm-hmm. like it stopped me but i'm gonna have to muscle through it because i'm sure it was just like 15 seconds of it was literally like three sentences but i get really um I get really upset when like kids get hurt. Yeah. Um, Isaac is the same way. Yeah. Like he absolutely, I mean, I do too, but not to the extent Isaac could not watch the episode of game of Thrones. I think it's the upcoming episode that I'm on dance of dragons when Shireen, um, Oh God. Sacrificed. I don't blame him for that. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's uh, it's so there's a part in the very, very beginning of the very, very first book where like a bunch of kids get harmed. Um, because they're dark elves and dark elves are evil. Um, and like, (laughs) it shouldn't really bother me, but like it really, holy crap does. Um, and so like it hit me and like, I'm, I'm just been needing to get back, but it's, it's good to know what I, what my triggers are, I guess. Yeah. So I'm learning. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay then. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions or comments, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter and we have a Facebook page. As you hear me talking about, I now do a solo podcast all about Game of Thrones called Geeky Thrones Girl. The majority of this is I'm taking an episode by episode look, giving you a quick recap. So if you don't want to rewatch the whole thing before the new season starts, then you can just listen to my podcast. And, you know, each episode of mine is half the length of an actual episode of Game of Thrones. So, you know. It works that way. Um, and uh, my personal handle is at Nicole Tanner. I am on Instagram with Geeky Thrones Girl because there are so many funny Game of Thrones memes just to share. So um, so that's what I'm doing on there. Um, so Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy and host of 
Game on Girl and Game on Girl on the Go. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Regina? Check out uh, Game on Girl on the Go. Look for Cap my Captain Marvel Crisis um, for my next episode. Um, check out Nicole's Game of Thrones stuff coming up. Um, and I'm not sure what else we have coming out. We've had a little flex going on with scheduling right now. So, yeah, um, yeah check out. Um, I'm going to, I still have to get an interview together. I'm finally like going to be in my town for more than a week or two. Right. Uh, I can actually get some recording done. So I'm going to get um, an interview together with a game designer that Nicole gave me. Nice. So, nice. That next. So keep an eye out for that probably in the next couple weeks or so. so cool. Yeah. All right. Steven is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. What's going on with EFG, Stephen? Well, um, now that we've recovered from uh, my website being hacked and oh, used right. to advertise Viagra, um, <laughs> not only has the site had a wonderful graphical up, uh, update. Um, so, if you want to, if you ha- if it's been a while since you've been to EngageFamilyGaming.com, um, then uh, go on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com and, and give it a look. Uh, it's got a bit of a visual overhaul because I had to. Um, the uh yeah because i mean they they did some serious damage um when they found out that i was thwarting their efforts um so um but as far as what we're doing um you know we are continuing our work uh we've got ccg coverage coming up very 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 soon we're kind of spinning that all up so we can put up a bunch of things all at once um and i'm going to pax east in a week and a half cool and i'll be on a panel there about moral panics and raising parents in the digital age, uh, which is something that I have done before. So, but if you're going to be at PAX, um, either find me at that panel. It's Friday at 1030 AM um, or uh, tweet at me um, either at EF gaming or at Tootsmania. And um, cause I'd love to see everybody. I know uh, super fan Jay is going to be there uh, with his son. And so I already agreed that I was going to take some pictures and sign some things with them. Um, and so, yeah, and I'm going to see Simone, Oh, because um, she's going to be there. Uh, fan, longtime fans of the show. She remember Simone de Roche for she's going to be there with the Polygon show. Um, I told her that she better get me VIP seats because uh, I knew her before she was famous. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, that should be it should be a wild ride. Cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.